0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.TPVRadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice, to The Voice, The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, beside Khalid. Listen, you're listening to The Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off the meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land, in the Psalmist Voice Radio, radio? Network. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to walk, family? family? Let's go. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne LeBreen at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, illuminating word ministries with Dr. Apostle Forest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, real talk with Dr. Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Salmon's voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturday's Fetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. And with the familiar. Catch all of TCB Radio programming on Facebook Live at TCB Radio. Also, Live365. Tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose and promise. And let's go. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weight of Life with Sister Diane LeBrin.
1: right all right all right all we are on we are on we are alive we are live, and we are alive praise and glory be to God hey everybody how are you this is yours truly author speaker and your host for the next hour Diane Lou Brett I hope you guys are doing fantastic I hope everybody is ready for us to have a good time today. Amen. We 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 uh yeah, we have to talk about love today. Amen, because there are so many people who are walking around in this world and they do not know that they are loved. They do they have no clue that Jesus loves them and Jesus is crazy about them. Therefore, they are in these relationships that are not of God. They were looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong wallets and the pockets, and it ain't working for them. So we got to go ahead and speak up and let them know that Jesus loved them, and that's all that matters. Before we go any further, again, I want to thank you. I want you to go ahead and uh, share this message. If you are listening to us via Facebook, go ahead and share this message. If you are listening to us on the TTV Radio Network app, go ahead and share it. If you are listening to on Blog Talk Radio, share it, share it, whatever blog platform you're listening to, please go ahead and share it because in today's day and time, this is one thing that we all need to know, and that is we are loved. But before we go any further, we can't do anything without the Spirit of the Almighty God. Therefore, we must invite him. I insist we must invite him into our presence. Spirit of the living God, we thank you. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that is due unto your name. Father, we come with our hearts filled with thanksgiving and our lips filled with Praise as we thank you for today as we thank you for being God all by yourself you don't need a president you don't need a vice president you don't need a governor you don't need a cabinet you got this all worked out all by yourself you are the God of life and the sustainer of life so father today we come knowing that you can do anything but fail and that there is nothing too hard or impossible for our God to do, Father, we ask that you come into this show, Father. I ask that you take me, hide me, and God, I give you the permission to use me and speak boldly through me, Father. I relinquish the rights to my body, to my mouth, to my tongue, and Holy Spirit. I ask that you take full control of it, Father. We want to thank you today for this platform, thank you for the nutrients. Special blessing, God, we pray over them. A hedge of protection, Father, we pray over them and everyone who has a show on this platform. We plead the blood of Jesus. Satan, take your hand off, but God has blessed you, cannot curse, you have no power, and I exercise my power and my authority given to me by the power of the blood of Jesus, and I cancel every last one of your assignments, So no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Lord, spread out your love and invite the people so that they can hear and they can understand, God, how crazy you are about them. Somebody is crying right now, God, thinking that they're not loved. Somebody is crying right now, God, waiting to hear the word. Let today be the day, God, that has been ordained by you before the foundation of the world, that they would hear your voice. Father, because you said in the day that we hear your voice, harden not our hearts. So, God, make their hearts and make it ready for them to receive that word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Let the church say amen. Again, I want to thank everybody. Everybody, lot of everybody. Come on. <laughs> I give God thanks and glory for you. I am happy that you are here today. I bless the Lord and I give God glory. And because truly, had it not been for the Lord, y'all, I don't know where I would have been. I know I'd been a huge mess. I probably would have been on drugs somewhere. I'd probably be cracked out somewhere because life has taken me through so many ups and downs, so many hurts, so much pain, so many hurdles, so many days I thought. I couldn't make it so many days. I thought that God did not love me. He loved everybody else. He was just like my mama. He loved certain one of his kids, and I was not one of them. <laughs> but it was a lie from the pit of hell. And I want to thank God that he opened my eyes, and I know better that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. So for this reason, today our scripture is going to be a really known scripture. Just by everybody knows John three sixteen. So we're going to talk about the love of God, and we're going to uh because you guys know my platform of course is Jesus based I let the world know I love Jesus I am crazy about Jesus uh, you cannot. I'm so sorry I'm one of those that are totally sold out one of them Jesus freak people that would be me you called me a Jesus freak I would answer you with great joy and great passion and I'm happy that you know that I am a Jesus freak I much rather you know me as a Jesus freak than going around freaking everybody. Can the church say amen? (laughs) Can the church say amen? Amen. So I thank God because he is good and he is great and he is mighty and there's nothing we can do without him, but we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. I want to go ahead, like I say, and talk today just uh, for the next hour, 45 minutes or something like that about Jesus and his love for us. You know, so many people hear John three sixteen and that's like probably the first scripture everybody learns for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But have anybody really took the time to sit and to listen to 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 that scripture you know have, have have anybody ever really sat down because when we say for God so loved the world who, who is he talking to is he talking about the creation the world world or is he talking about us who he made in his own image is, is he talking about the animals because as far as I know I don't think the animals have ever sinned I have not seen one dog that lied one cat that uh, committed adultery, one monkey that fornicated. I I've never seen a horse that told a story, and jealous and envious. I've never seen none of that. So who are he or who is he talking about? That God so loved the world, he's talking about us. He made us. In his image, and God, if you don't know by now, I want you to know that God is simply crazy about you. You will never find another man, whether you are a man or a woman. You will never find anybody else that will ever love you in the way that God has loved you. See, sometimes a lot of us, our love come with a price. Uh, Back in the days, I know some of y'all might be too holy, y'all ain't going to remember that, but Jennifer Lopez had a song and she said, my love don't cost a thing. That's what she said, her love don't cost a thing. But I kind of tend to mm, not quite agree with that because you get gifts, (laughs) You get gifts. And I remember growing up and I would hear people saying, uh, Salvation is free. But you get older and you learn what Jesus went through and you say, Salvation ain't free. Salvation cost God everything. The most beautiful, most important person in his life, it cost God Jesus. He had never been separated from his son they had always loved each other they had always been together you might say diane jesus didn't come until matthew chapter 2 well i beg to differ let's go to genesis chapter 1 he told us in the beginning god created the heaven and earth and he told us who and then we go into john chapter 1 in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God the same was in the beginning we don't know the beginning of God but we know the beginning of mankind and you get that in John I mean in uh, Genesis chapter 1 so I want you to know first of all there is nothing you can do that can stop God from loving you there is nothing you can do You have done, you are thinking about doing nothing, 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 nothing that you can possibly think of will stop God from loving you because he has loved you with an everlasting love. And I don't care what you do, I don't care what you say, I don't care what you've been, I don't care who you did it with, who you did it to, who you did it for, who you did not do it for, there is nothing in this world that can stop God from loving you. And I believe if more people knew that God loved them, if more people knew that God was crazy about them, there would be less crime in the world. If more people truly understand, it's just like he said in the book of Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear him and you invite him in, I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in and we're going to sit down, we're going to have a talk, we're going to have a conversation. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever imagined that, but as I listen to the word of God today and I'm, I'm sitting at my table and then I'm in the book of Revelation and then I heard this, this this scripture, He he's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He said, if you hear me and you open up the door, he said, I'm going to come in. And we can sit down together. I'll stuck with you. We can have a conversation. I can tell you who you are. Therefore, you don't need to go to Miss Cleo. You don't need to go to no psychic. You don't need to go to no witch. You don't need nobody to read your poem or read any cards for you. If you allow him to come in and sit with you, he's going to share with you his love for you. The Bible tells us that the goodness of God is what brings us to a place of repentance when when you find out that God has loved you so much and if you've never really paid attention to the crucifixion of Jesus when we read the the four gospels i urge you to go back and watch the movie the passion of the christ and and when you see that and what he went through and he did not deserve it because he never did any of the things that we did. But yet he paid the price for everything that we've done, that we're thinking of doing, and that we will do that is not in accordance to his who, to who he is. And he knew what it was going to feel like. But yet he loves us to that point. And when we can understand. How God can love us. Because the truth of the matter is, Paul tells us in Corinthians, I think 1 Corinthians 11, he says, for if we should judge ourselves, we should not be judged. If you and I look at ourselves and we would say, well, I don't do this. I'm going to use Pastor Chris as an example. Well, Pastor Chris does that and I don't do that. So that makes me better than him. And then he can say, well, Sister Diane does this, and I don't. That makes me better than her. But how many of you know that we are deceiving ourselves? We're deceiving ourselves, and we are not realizing how much we need God. We need God more than we need our next breath because his breath is what's keeping us God, more than our blood needs to pump through our hearts. Guess what? Because he is the reason why our blood are, is able to pump through our hearts. So when you look at it like this, you and your husband, you get together, or you and your man or your woman, you get together and you have a baby. For those who are good parents, for those who are great mothers, for those who are great dads, when that little person come out, you are willing to give up your life for that person. You will do stuff for that little beauty person, five, six, seven pounds, and you will bow down to that person and give them everything that they need. You can be sleeping in your deepest sleep and why you're going to get up. Why? Because that person comes first. That love that they have for them compels them to wake up at 2 in the morning, to breastfeed or to make a bottle, to clean poopy diapers, to change wet blankets, to walk around the room, eyes half-closed, singing, go to sleep, lullaby, go to sleep. And we walking around and we doing all this. For a little person who someday is going to grow up and then you're going to say something to them and they're going to forget where they came from and you're going to want to knock them out. The love that you have for that baby. Think of the love that you have for your child. Can you imagine God loving you a billion times more than that? Think about that. There is... If you want to know how much God loves you, if, if John three 16 doesn't do it for you, read Psalms 139. And I mean, read it like in the first grade. Like, you know, you were in the first grade, this is a door. Read it. Read every word that he says about you in Psalms 139. Do you know that God loves you so much? That every day he makes, he makes sure it's something that you would love about that day. Like all yesterday, all today, rain and thunder. I'm not good with the thunder, but I say to I say, oh, Lord, I just love the rain. So for some people, oh, my God, the rain is a nuisance. But for me, I love the rain. So guess what? He gave us a little portion of the day that had a little sunshine. I went to the back. I heard the birds singing. That's not just coincidence. That's just God saying, let me lavish you with my love. Let me show you how much I love you. And when God shows us how much he loves us and we come to the place and we accept that love that he has for us, now we can love ourselves. Because I learned this the hard way. I thought marrying. My ex-husband would cause me to love me. I thought if I was married and the 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 young girl dream that we have, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, a dog, maybe a cat, picket fence, and I'm thinking maybe then. And I got married, and I was more miserable. I had never experienced loneliness like I experienced loneliness married with my husband in the bed or we sitting there watching TV. I had never been more lonely, and I came to realize you can have people around you, but people around you does not take away loneliness. It just takes away aloneness. So now there's another body with you. But on the inside, my heart was yearning. On the inside, I'm trying to find a reason. And it did not matter what I did. I got dressed up with a makeup. I bought wigs, y'all, tried to do all. I think I red light special, blue light special. And for a moment, but once that moment has passed, I had to deal, like Michael Jackson said, with the man in the mirror, and I did not love myself. And you might be saying, well, Guy, how did you get to loving yourself? First of all, you have to come to the place and you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I don't love me. And And your next question would be, well, why don't you love you? And then you're going to have to dig in and figure out, well, why don't I love me? Who told me what? Who did what to me? Who showed me what that caused me not to love myself? And the first person who showed me that I did not love myself was my mother. First person. I did not love myself because I've been rejected from day one from my mother. So if your mama, If your mama don't love you, baby, how are you going to love yourself? Because mama teaches the girls how to love themselves. Mama teaches the girls how to get dressed and how to cover yourself and how to sit like a lady and how to stand. Mama teaches you that, and in mama's eye, you learn what beauty is. Because mama look at you and say, oh, girl, look at you. You're so pretty, looking just like your mama more and more every day. And because mama is the greatest, because mama say you're looking more and more like her every day, guess what that's doing? That's building up your self-esteem. But when you have a mother or a father that says to you, you ain't no good, look at you like you're no good mama like you're no good daddy. You ain't never gonna be nothing in this world. All you're good for is this and all you're good for is that. Look at you, you not even anything like your sister. Your sister went to school, finished school, got married, now she has this job. Look at you. Couldn't even finish a high school. You barely passed with a seventy and just cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down. What you think is gonna happen to that person? There's no way they can love themselves because, first of all, you tell me I look like my mama. I see how you and my mama are arguing and tell me you, you don't like me, you don't appreciate me. I see how you talk about my daddy. You call him a waste of time, a waste of sperm. So if I'm of my daddy, so that's what you think of my daddy. So where do I fit? How do I come into a place? And I used to see so many girls I went to school with, and they was walking around, heads held high. They knew who they were. They knew they belonged to somebody. They knew somebody loved them. And I'm going through the motion like a robot, acting and pretending. And children who grew up acting and pretending become adults, who acts and pretend. So you get in a messed up relationship. And what do you do? He ain't no good, but what do you do? You still praise him, making him look like he's the cat yeah. You get with her. She's no good. But what do you do? You still make her look like the queen that you would like for her to be in your eyes. But there's no love. There's still no love because if you have to mix somebody what they're not, can I tell you something sooner or later that's going to backside in your face? Because you can try to twist people for so long and after a while they will rebel. <laughs> after a while they will rebel. It's not going to go down like that. So I will say to you, talk to God because we are going to learn how to love ourselves. Learn the love of God. Read First, John, and learn how much God love you uh, 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 john three fifteen and sixteen go ahead, meditate, don't just memorize it, but meditate, think about it for God so loved the world, He sent his only begotten Son that through him we might have life and if God is so so wanting to give me life, God, why is it then that i don't want to live? There's something wrong, a mystery. Send something because anybody who wants something more for you than you do for yourself, it's never going to happen, never. That's why some of us, we have children, and we're wanting so much more for them, and they don't want anything. And we have to come to the realization when they get older and they know what to do, they they do what they want to do, and they want to live like they want to live, all you can say Lord, I put them in your hands because you've done all you can do. And like Paul told us, after you've done all you can, you stand. Stand with your loins, girded. He told us how to get dressed so we can stand. But here's the thing. If there's no love, you can't get dressed. So now do you understand? Do you see how important it is for us to know? that beyond the shadow of a doubt, God loves us. He loves us. See, because we've never experienced true love, some of us never experienced true love, the love that God has for us don't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you always think God is out to get you. Or what does he want from me? Especially victims who have been sexually abused, victims who've been raped, people who've been taken advantage of, manipulated, and try to control, okay, you love me, but what am I supposed to give you in return? And see, we treat God like a human sometimes. And, and, And that's not how he is. You don't have to do anything for God to love you. The dirtiest person walking the face of the earth God loved that person just as much as he loved the holiest person walking this way, so the earth. You go into the prison and the nastiest murderer, the nastiest murderer, killed, steal, destroyed, burned down, tear up families, and you are loving God as you are, and God does not love you anymore than he loved that person. Now, Is his favor going to be the same towards you and him? Of course not. Because the truth of the matter is, if you have more than one child, most people have a favorite. And you can tell they have a favorite simply by the way they treat them. And then again, there's another reason why. You know mom and dad don't like you like they like your siblings. So you have to know that God loves you. First and foremost, pray, read your words, Talk to him. See, just like I'm talking to y'all, that's how I talk to God. Now, there are days when I go into my warfare and I tear down some stuff. But usually when I talk to God, this is how I talk to him. Father, sometimes I throw a little pathway in there, Papa. Sometimes, You know, I I just tell whatever is on my heart, I tell him. Because one of the people in the Bible, I've asked God to help me to operate in a spirit-like is David. David messed up. David was screwed up. David had issues. But when it came to repenting, baby, David will tell God some things. David will lay it all out on the line because he loved God and because he knows that God loves him as well. Even after he slept with Bathsheba, got her pregnant. Got her husband, put him in the front line of the battle, got him killed. Even when Nathan came to him and told him that story about the rich man having all these cattle and that one poor man having that that one goat or was it a sheep and he took it and the fury of David towards that fictional person not realizing it wasn't even when he repented, God forgave him. God still said, "I have found a man." After my own heart. He said that before David did that. So I'm saying to you, whatever you've done, whatever you are doing, whatever life you've lived, the shame and the embarrassment, you go to God and you ask God to have you understand his love. And when you get to realize how much God loves you, when folks try to throw up your past in your face. You're going to be just like Paul. I have wronged no man. And they may want to call you a liar. And that's when you tell him, honey, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Just send them there and let them know. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All the old things we've done, it's gone. It's washed away. And now I am a brand new person. So what you think of me back then is not what is now, and it's not what it's going to be, because that person you knew then, she no longer lives. He no longer lives. They're died. They're buried. They're buried. They're buried. They're buried. They're buried. And the person that came up is resurrected with Christ Jesus. So I'm a whole new person. I don't know what you're talking about. So after you've talked to God, and God begins to deal with you, and you begin to understand how much he loves you, after that, Little by little, I found me loving me. I found me looking in the mirror. I ain't never knew I was that fly. (laughs) I never knew I was that fine. I never knew I was that beautiful. I never knew none of that about me. Again, why? Because of what was told to me. My forehead, too big. My nose, too big. Growing up as a kid, you know, when you, you you get your teeth pulled out or your teeth falls out if your mouth is little and and your teeth just start climbing on top of one another, and that's how I was. And for a minute, I thought I was going to remain like that because my mother, oh, God, my mouth made me so ugly. My teeth were so ugly. They even had a nickname to me. And you would think things have changed if you're just, if you Catching my show for the first time i've uh I've told the story of how how I became a low vision person I'm a low vision person, and if you don't know what a low vision person is, the other word they use is someone who who's visually disabled I have a little sight you know uh legally blind would be like the medical term and stuff like that, so I only see. So much, and I can only do so much, amen, but because God lives in me, greater is he that is in me, than he that is in the world, so that's why I do what I do, and I do it so well, (laughs) amen, that's why I do it so well, because it's not me who's doing it, it's him who's doing it, but don't you know to this day, this is my 14th year battling blindness, and don't you know my mother and sisters, I no longer even have a name, not, not even an initial. They just refer to me as the blind. That would have wrecked me. But guess what? God taught me to love me. And God showed me you may be blind to what they think they see, but I have you in a place where I'm going to show you what they can't see. Because God showed me things now I never thought I would be able to see. I never thought I would be able to understand. And I am kind of in a place where I was like, Lord, I really want to see again. But at the same time, I don't because what he's showing me in the spirit is so much sweeter than what I see here on earth. So now I have to tell myself, it don't matter what they think about me. And I am saying to you, it don't matter what they think about you. Does it matter? That they call you out of your name? Does it matter? They say back in the days you were easy. Does it matter? Back in the days this and that. Back in the days you were ugly. Back in, does it matter? No. Why doesn't it matter? We go back to Second Corinthians five seventeen for so we know that we are no longer alive. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. The creature that was before is gone. So God had to bring me to a place. It wasn't easy. It did not happen overnight. I'm not telling you, go and just say, Lord, teach me how to love you, and all of a sudden the Lord is going to say, let me show you, baby, this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. Let me tell you, God took me through a pruning and a purging process. Oh, my God. When you truly have made a decision, and you say, Lord, for you I live, and for you I die. When you say, Lord, get the junk out of me, when you say, Lord, begin to show me me and the things in me that you don't like, if you are not ready, don't pray that prayer. Because God is going to, the cute things you thought that you had going on, God's going to show you it stinks in his nostril. The things you thought you did so well, God's going to show you that ain't nothing but your pride. He's going to let you know, I'm not impressed with that. I'm not impressed with that. Okay, so you got that many followers, so what? Okay, you can do so what? None of the things in life, you guys, that we run after, that we crave after, amounts to nothing in the eyes of the Lord. I was talking to my aunt today and I was saying to her, Did you hear about the people of India? And I say I was listening, uh, I think it was on TikTok and this doctor uh report or something that was reporting because you guys know millions of people are dying in India because of that lockdown that they're on. And, of course, there are millions of people already starving, so the starvation and the lockdown, you can't go out, so people are dying. you know what they're doing now? The idols that they used to worship, guess where they are now? The reporter said there are millions of idols in the streets of India. And I was like, good God, go for it. Now that the idols are gone, show yourself to your people. And I'm saying this to you. When God starts dealing with you, he's going to knock you out. But it's going to be a good knockout. He's going to shake you. You ain't going to know where he's up, where he's done. When he stands you up, you thought you was issue west, then you thought you was well. You don't know where you are. But let me tell you, all the things that he's going to do to you, in you, through you, and for you, Is working together for your good. That's how much he loves us. So when you're going through hard times, that's him pruning you. When he's dealing with you about that tongue because you lie too much, he's not trying to embarrass you. He's just trying to let you know, baby, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. When he's chastising you, about you and that pornography, you think nobody knows. You think, can't nobody see you because you're in the bathroom and you have the water running and they think you're taking a shower or you're sitting in a tub and you're watching the stuff and the masturbation and all that. He sees, he knows, he hears. We cannot hide from him. And when he starts letting the word come and you start getting irritated, just know. It's for you. I used to think before, people just just preach because they know your business. Sometimes nobody knows your business, but God knows. And he will use that man or woman to speak to you and let you know, baby, I'm trying to get your attention. Because remember what John 10 says, the devil, he comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I come that you might have life and have life in abundance. So the things that we go through, it's not that God hates us. He loves us. When your baby go, when, when you know, they, they start walking and you're in the kitchen and you tell them, get out of the kitchen. No, 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 the oven is hot. No, 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 there's a pot or a pan on the stove. No, no, no. Mama frying some chicken right now, baby. Get out the kitchen. And they'll walk away a little bit and they kind of see. You say, no, you call somebody. Get him or her out the kitchen. It's hot. The stove is hot. The oven is hot. You say, baby, don't touch it. It's hot. And they repeat, hot? Yes, hot. Hot? Yes, hot. They're not going to learn until they touch that oven and they say, ooh, hot. And once they touch that oven and they say, ooh, hot, guess what? You don't have to explain to them anymore what hot is because they know hot don't feel good. Now, if you are willing to protect your child like that, can you imagine what God would do for you? Can you imagine how high he would go for you? Can you imagine how he would change you when you come to him and say, Lord, I know you love me, but I don't love you because if I truly love you, I won't be doing the things that I do. Because he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So, Diane, are you saying I have to be perfect? None of us are perfect. None of us can be perfect, but he who lives on the inside of us is perfect. And when we step out of line and when we step out of will, he is going to say to us, baby, don't do that. Don't touch that hot stove. Don't go back to that club. Go ahead, these sites you're you're watching, go ahead, delete these things off us. Off your phone, off off your computer, don't do, talk, why are you lying? And it grieves, the Bible tells us, it grieves Holy Spirit. It grieves him because he's watching you go down a path that can lead to your destruction. So God loves you, now he's taught you how to love you, right? So what's the next thing? Now you know what true love is. So anybody who stepped to you, if they don't love you like he loves you, if they don't love you like you love you, guess what? You're not worthy of my love. Because let me tell you, love does not hurt. Love does not embarrass intentionally. Love does not bark at you and bring you to shame intentionally. Love does not put you on the front street and make you look like an idiot intentionally. Love will not go behind your back and tear you down. Love will protect and cover you by any means necessary. And for many victims who are in abusive relationships, they don't know that. And when you come to the place And you say, you know what, this person don't love me because if they loved me, they wouldn't have used me as a doormat. If they loved me, they wouldn't lie to me. If they loved me, why is my face burning because they slapped me so hard? If they loved me, why am I walking around here with an ice pack? Because I have a black and blue eye. If that person loved me so dearly, why is my body hurting? Why are you calling me a name that is so demeaning? Why would you call me a name that makes me feel lower than dirt? Love does not do that. So I say to you, whether you are in an abusive relationship, whether you were in and now you're out. If you have not loved yourself, even though you are out, do you know there's still a possibility you will find yourself again in another abusive relationship? Because we are supposed to learn from what we came from. And we say that, but there's a bigger part of it. You are to be healed from what you came from, so you can learn, but if you were not healed, big deal, it's like you having a cut, you have a band-aid on it, you keep pulling up that scab, it's not healed, yeah, you have a band-aid, you're protecting it, you know you have a cut, you know it needs to be healed. But you're not doing what it takes. That means you have to wash it out. You have to put some Neosporin on it. You have to keep it clean so you can heal. Same thing. You have to look at yourself and ask yourself, who am, who is deserving of me? What man on earth? What woman on earth is deserving? of somebody like me the words that God has placed in me the values that God has placed in me are they going to look at me and see a diamond or a cubic zirconium heck as a matter of fact can they even tell the difference between a diamond and a piece of glass and a lot of victims you are diamonds you are rubies you have so much worth and value but because you don't know that you get with people that is never going to fully appreciate you for who you are because you are the GPS to how people love you how people treat you how people talk to you if you call yourself stupid if you call yourself dumb How do you think people are going to treat you? They're going to treat you like you're stupid and you're dumb. Like Forrest Gump said, stupid is as stupid does. So you walk around with that. Guess what? You walk around with your head down. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you came from. And when I say where you came from, I'm not talking about this state and this city. I'm saying you don't know you came from royalty. You don't know your father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. You don't know your father owns everything in this world. So what do we do? We give ourselves to people who don't even know their own worth, and we expect for them to teach us how to find out what our worth and values are. Never going to happen. I thought my ex-husband was going to teach me how to love me. But because of the way he treated me, now I understand he didn't love himself. Because the Bible tells us when you take a wife, you have a husband, it's no longer two, but it's one. And however he treats his wife, however he, he, he uh, whether he dotes on her, that means he loves himself. But if he treats so bad, my ex-husband used to go out, buy food, come back in the house, sit and eat, and would not buy for my daughter and I. Is that love? If he didn't buy for me, at least buy for the baby, buy for the child. So if he can see you and the child hungry, do you really believe he loves you? Why do you think abusers abuse people? Because they know they don't deserve you. They know they don't deserve you and the day you find out who you are they know in the twinkling of an eye you're gone that's why they try to manipulate you that's why they try to control you that's why they try to keep you in a place where you will never come to the realization of who you are i was talking to a family friend over the weekend and I was talking to him, and however we were talking, we started talking about controlling in a relationship. And he told me the majority of the guys that he supervises, the majority of them, their wives are not working or their girlfriends are not working. Why? because they know they are home where they are supposed to be. They make it very clear and very plain. They get no money. They pay the rent or the mortgage. They pay all the bills in the house. When it's time to go shopping, they go with her. They pay for it, money, never touches her hands because they know if you can keep somebody down financially, they have no way of leaving because where are they going to go? The car that they're driving, they know you paying for it. They know you paying for the insurance. Where are they going to go? And so many abusers, they lock down on finances, keeping their victims in a place. Why? Because they know they're not worthy of that person. I only wish I knew now what I knew back in 1997 when I met my ex-husband. Because had I known then, I may have still been on this radio show, but it would have been a different platform. I'd still be telling you Jesus loves you, but it would have been a different example. And I'm walking cute. Dressed up, hair's fine, nails done, everything, every Friday I was at the beauty shop. Every two weeks I get that manicure, pedicure, taking care and loving the outside, totally ignoring the inside. All the hurt, all the pain, all the rejection. Let me tell you something. You can buy all the cosmetics in the world. You can buy all the name brand clothes. You can wear as many red bottoms at one time as you possibly can. If you don't love you, all these brand names is meaningless. It's worth nothing because you are more in love with the names of what you have on your feet, on your side, and on your back than loving you. You have to come to the place and realize God loves you. And you have got to say to yourself, I deserve better than this. I deserve more than this. I deserve a man that will love me, that will honor me, that will receive me. I deserve a man that brings me flowers for no reason. I deserve a woman that have no problem saying, Baby, I ran your bath. No problem saying, Baby, I got your food on the table. You deserve a woman. When you cannot sleep at night, she can lay hands on you and say, devil, I ain't got to say but once and pick your hand off my man and keep it off. You deserve a wife that will go back for you. You deserve a wife that will say, look, you can go get anybody else's man, but mine, I'm not a violent person. But, sister, girl, I'll snatch you bald. You deserve a woman that lets you know everything about you. It may not be perfect for nobody else, but, baby, you perfect for me. you the perfect height. you the perfect color. you the perfect smell. Whatever it is, you deserve somebody that's going to make you feel like you are the man, like you are the woman. Brother, look at his woman, and girl don't even walk. She just glides. That's what you need. Not you walk by and they say, look your butt. When are you going to get on a diet? Look at you. When when you going to stop eating? What? And what do you do? Oh, man, that's true. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Maybe that's why he's cheating on me. And you grab some bonbons. And you grab some ding-dongs. And you grab some more Kentucky and you eat and you eat and you get bigger and he abuses you more emotionally because now he's saying to you, I don't even want to touch you because look how big you are. And she say, look at you. I don't want to touch you. You ain't got no job. You ain't got this, that, and the other. And we take it.
2: Because we don't know
1: that we are loved, excuse me, we are loved by God. And in his eyes, we are perfect. In God's eyes, we are, don't you know everything about you is beautiful in God's eyes? Them thighs that you don't like. <laughs> I'm talking talk about mine then. Them thighs that I don't like. Don't you know God do exactly why He gave me those thighs? That forehead that they told me is so big and 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 made me feel so bad about myself. Don't you know that forehead is properly proportioned? So when the Lord put my crown on my head, my crown can. Sit upright. Don't you know the eyes that you don't like, that nose you say that's too big, your mouth that you say that's them mac means you got, them pigeon toes that you got. Don't you know when he made you, he looked at you and he said, it's good. It's good. God agrees you're good. Jesus agrees you're good. Holy Spirit. Spirit agrees you are good just the way they created you. And anybody who cannot see you perfect just the way you are, honey, let me say this to you. You need to go find out who you are. And when you find out who you are, you need to say, you know what? You ain't got to go home. <laughs> Look go ahead. I'm going to go a little country, I'm going to go a little island where Texas, I'm going to go southern. I'm going to do all this right here. It's like, look at him. You don't have to go home, okay, but you can raise up out of him because you want me to be your man. I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to take myself. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the one who created me, who's going to teach me who I am, and I'm going to walk this earth in purpose and in destiny because you are trying to keep me out of purpose and out of destiny. And anybody, I don't care, your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your principal, your teacher, your coach, anybody who tries to keep you out of the will of God is not the one that is right for you because anybody who is right for you, they will encourage you to keep running after God. Go after what? He has called you to do, and my ex-husband, homeboy, had had me in a place where I had to make a decision which God I would serve, God Almighty or him. It took me a while, but I said, bruh, you can't do nothing for me that I cannot do for myself, and that place of hurt that I am in is because of you. I've lost so much life, health, strength, money, and you cannot keep me in that place So guess what? The day before Halloween 2009, deuces. I rolled out, never came back. I finally got to know God loves me. And when I left him, he started showing me how fantastic I am. Baby, that's why every time you see me take a picture, that's why I smile because I never used to smile like that. But now I know who I am. I pray to God that this word has blessed you, It have encouraged you. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that everyone who hears this word, everyone who's going to hear this word again, Father, I pray that you reveal to them who they are, who they are in you, who they can and will be in you. Speak to their hearts, Lord. Show them how much you love them, and we thank you, almighty God, Because you are good, you are great, you are marvelous, you are fantastic in God. You created us in your image, and therefore, everything you are, that is what we are. For as Jesus is, so are we in this world. I want to thank you guys for being with me tonight. Thank you for being with Victories Over the Waves of Life next Tuesday. Same time, same place. Unless the rapture happens, which I hope we're going to catch up each other in the air. But until then, I am your host. I love you with the love of Jesus. Pastor Chris, Sister Shanice. I love y'all. Until we meet again, everybody. Deuces. Walk with me, family. Let's go. everybody. Good night, everybody. And
2: Keep right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. TPV Radio, Central Texas. With the
1: Lucky Lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.